Hey, this is Ken Finnan at Capital Advantage Tutoring, and it's my job to get you past the SIE. So if you need help, if you need personal one-on-one help, go to my website, capadvantagetutoring.com, and book a session. If not, let's just have a little fun. Also, if you like what I'm doing, please like, subscribe, share. Please subscribe if you haven't already, so you can get all my new stuff that I'm dropping. And let's pass this test together. So an option is a derivative, okay? It's a derivative. A derivative means that it is, it's, it's a product that its value is based on something else. So equity options, their value, since they turn into common stock, either the right to buy or sell, they, their value is based on the value of the common stock, what they call the underlying. So if you have a right to buy stock at 50 and the stock goes up, that value of that option goes up too. If, if you have a right to sell, which is a put, and the option goes, and the stock goes down, then your option gets more valuable. We'll get into that later. So now, an option is a contract between two people. The buyer, owner, holder of the option is also considered long. That means we own it. We have the right. We're going to pay the premium. We're paying the premium, okay? So if we pay the premium, we have the right to do something. So remember, buyers have rights, sellers have obligations. So the other side of that option is the seller, the writer, or the sh- somebody who's shorted. I don't want to say shorter. They short it, okay? They are obligated to take the other side. So buyer of a call has the right to buy. So the seller of a call is obligated to sell it to the buyer when they tell them to. Buyer of a put has the right to sell. So the seller of the put is obligated to buy the stock when the buyer of the put tells them to. So always remember, buy a call is the other side, is the opposite side of sell a call. Buy a put is the other side of sell a put. Okay, I hope that helps a little bit. Okay, so remember, buyers pay and they have the right. Buyers have rights. Sellers have obligations. That's awesome. I love it, love it, love it. Okay, so now, so we have two types of options. We have a call option. That's the type. That means we we have the right to buy. So if we buy the call, we're bullish. If we sell the call, we're bearish. Okay? If we buy the put, we have the right to sell it, so we would like the stock to go down. And if we sell the put, we want it to expire, so we want it to go up. So let's get into this. So if I buy a call, now let's do some let's do some stuff. So let's get on the screen here. Where are we? Let's do this. So in here we have we have two options. So it's both it's two sides of the same contract. So in the first one up here, I bought an ABC October 50 call at five. I paid five dollars for it. I paid five dollar premium. So I spent that money. So I got to make that back hopefully. So remember, I'm in the hole $5. I have the right to buy it at 50. So if I if the stock goes up to 51 or 52, I can still buy it at 50. So it goes to 80, I can still buy it at 50. It goes to a million, I can still buy it at 50. Because remember, buying the option doesn't mean I own the stock. It means I own the right to buy it. Kind of like a, a coupon. You know, if you own a coupon, like say you have a coupon that lets you buy bread for $2 a loaf. You go to the store and the bread is $4 a loaf. That's great. You just buy the loaf for two. But if you go in there and the loaf is only like a dollar, well, this option's wasteful, so you let it expire, you throw it out. That happens here. You have the right to buy stock at 50 and the stock is below 50, you're gonna let it expire. If it's above 50, you're gonna exercise it. But here's the thing, you gotta make money, you wanna make money. So since you spent five, so let's go through this. This is the buy or sell, that's the number of contracts. Each contract gives you the right to buy 100 shares. This is the underlying. This is the stock. This is the under the expiration month, third Friday of the month. That's when it expires at 11.59. But the last time you can trade it is 4 p.m. 
And the last time to exercise it is 5.30 p.m. all on that day. This is the strike price. That's where you get to buy it. That's not what you paid for the option. That's where you get to buy it. The call is the right to buy, okay? And you paid $5 per share. And since it's 100 shares per contract, you really paid $500. So I paid $500 for the right to buy 100 shares at 50 bucks. Awesome. Now, if the stock goes up, I'm happy. But remember, I did spend $5 on this per contract, per share. So if I, if the stock goes at 52, I could buy the stock at 50, buy 100 shares at 50, just say buy stock at 50, then turn around and sell it at 52, and I would make $2. If it did spend five, so I actually lose three. So I'm still losing. I would still exercise because I'd rather lose three than the entire five, but I would exercise it, but I'd still lose money. If the stock goes up to 55, well, let's see. You'll have the right to buy stock at 50. It goes up to 55, so you can buy it at 50, turn around and sell the stock at 55. You make five, you spend five, boom, break even, you make nothing, okay? Now, if the stock goes over 55, say it goes to 57, you can buy the stock at 50, turn around and sell it right away at 57, you make seven, you only spend five on it, so you still make two. So that works. So at the 55 in this case is what we call the break even. The break even is where you neither make or lose money. So on a call, whether it's a buy or sell by itself, when it's by itself, a buy a call or sell a call, break even is always strike plus. Remember that strike plus premium. Okay. So, and at the end, if you pay attention to the end, I'm going to give you a little magic box that'll help you get almost all the questions right. You got to stay to the end. Okay. So that's my break even 55. The higher it goes, the better it is. So is there any limit to how high the stock can go? No. So as long as I have the right to buy it at 50, it doesn't matter where it goes. So I have unlimited gain potential. It's not like it can make unlimited. It's theoretically, there's no limit to how much money I can make. Boom. Okay. So now the other side of this, if it does go up to 60 or 70 or 80, and you have the right to buy it at 50, who the hell is going to sell it to you? Well, the person who sold the call. So let's say I bought a 50 call at five and you guys sold me the, you sold me the 50 call. I paid you five bucks. You have five bucks in your pocket little dance, you're doing stuff. Okay. Now, if the stock stays below 50, you win because the option expires and you don't have to do anything. Okay. Suppose you sold the contract. Remember, you're obligated to sell it to me because if the stock goes to 60 and I exercise it, I get to buy it at 50, which means you have to sell it to me at 50. But if you don't already own the stock, then you have to go buy it up at 60, then turn around and sell it to me at 50 and you lose 10. You do a five in your pocket, but you really don't lose five. Hope that makes sense a little bit. So again, you're obligated to sell stock at 50. You are. Okay, so if the stock goes to 60, you have to go buy it at 60 and turn around and sell it to me at 50. I'm repeating it a lot, but I want to make sure it gets there. So if it goes to 52, say it goes to 52, the buyer will exercise because they always will. If it goes to 52, that means they get to buy it at 50. So you have to go buy it at 52, turn around and sell it to me at 50, you lose two, but you have five, you still make three. Not bad, because you have money in your pocket. Remember, whenever you, sell a, whenever you sell an option, you're making money right away. It's just you can lose more, okay? So if, this, if the stock doesn't move and it expires, you're a happy person. So remember, whenever you sell an option, you kind of want it to die, because then you keep your money, okay? So if, I sell a, if you sell a 50 call at five, anywhere below 55, you make money. So 55 is your break even. Why? Because if it goes to 55 and I exercise, I get to buy it at 50. You don't have it. So you go buy it in the market at 55, turn around and sell it to me at 50. You lose five, but you have five from selling the option. 
break even, kissing your sister, so boring. So now, if the stock goes up and up and up and up, there's it can go up to forever and you still have to go buy it wherever it's trading and then turn around and sell to me and you'll lose that money minus the five. So you have unlimited loss potential. Okay, so if you buy a call, if you buy a 50 call five, you have the right to buy stock, you can have unlimited amount of money and the worst thing that happens, the stock goes down, you let it expire and you lose the premium. Ah, so if I buy a call, my max gain is unlimited, and my max loss is premium because if it expires. When I sell a call, I'm getting money in. I'm getting in money in my pocket. I want it to go down because if it goes down and expires, I keep the five, but that's the most I'll ever make. If I, let me try the other side, say the stock goes up, it goes up and up and up and up. There's no limit to how much money I can lose because you're selling it. Now, everyone goes, why the hell would you do that? Well, remember something, about 80% of options expire worthless. So even though selling a call is riskier, 80% of the time you're going to make money. It's just when it goes bad, it goes really bad. Okay, so that's calls. Let me switch this up a little bit. How'd I do that? It's, I'm never good at these things. So here we go. Okay. Just change this to a put. Make it super confusing. Change this to a put. Do the same thing here. So now... See, it's really kind of the same thing. If you think about it, box them up so they know that you're buying. The reason I box these is so you know that you're actually buying this product. So whenever I say how much does something cost, you'll know I'm talking about this. This is an ABC October 50 put as a product. The buyer bought it, paid five. The solder sold it, received five. Okay, so this is a little more confusing. But again, it's the same thing. The buyer has a right. The seller has an obligation. So buyer of October 50 put, let's go through it just to show that it's the same. That's the action, I bought it. One contract, the contract gives me the right to sell 100 shares at 50 of ABC. I have into the third Friday of October, I can sell it at 50, that's the exercise price. Put is the type of option, that's the right to sell. And I paid $5 for it again. So I bought a 50 put, I have the right to sell stock at 50. If the stock goes down, then what can I do? Say the stock goes down to, let's put a picture in here. Say the stock goes down to 40. Okay. That means it's trading at $40. You know, you have then your pocket, the right to sell because you bought the put. So you have the right to sell at 50. If the stock goes to 40, you can easily buy the stock at 40 and then turn around immediately and exercise your put and sell it at 50 and you would make $10 minus the five. So you don't want to make five, but you'd still make money. So you want it to go down. The farther and farther it goes down, the more you make. If the stock goes to 30, you can buy the stock at 30, turn around and sell it to 50. You make 20 minus to five, you make 15. The lowest the stock can go is to zero. That'd be awesome. If you buy a 50 put at five, the stock goes to zero, then what's going to happen is you're going to get to buy for nothing and then sell the stock at 50 and make $50 minus the five. So the max gain on, a, on buying a put is, is basically strike minus premium. We'll get to that now. At what point do you start making money? Okay, so you start making money. Let's see. So if the stock goes to 48, let's try that. Let's say the stock goes to 48. I like the pictures a little bit on the puts, especially. Stock goes to 48. You can buy the stock at 48, right? You can buy the stock at 48, turn around and sell it at 50. You make two, but you spend five. So you lose three. It's not far enough. It didn't get, you didn't make enough on the stock option to offset what you spent. So let's, can we guess where we need to go? We need to go down to 45. So the break even here would be 45. So why? So let's say it goes to 45. 
You get to buy it at 45 and use your option and sell it at 50, make five, but you spend five, that's break even, pretty boring. Anything below 45, you're making money. If it goes to 40, goes to 44, you make a dollar. Goes to 40, you make five. Goes to zero, you make 45 bucks. Hope that helps a little bit. Now, again, this is for the SIE. It's way deeper for the seven. Now, the other side of the option is remember something. Say the stock does go to 45. Who the hell is going to buy it from you at 50 when it's trading at 45? Someone who has to. So down here, the seller of the put. So if the buyer of the put has a right to sell, the seller of the put must buy. Okay, so the seller of the put must buy the stock at 50 because you took in the money. So if I buy the 50 put at five, I have the right to sell it and I'm bearish. I want the stock to go down so I can make some money. You sold me the put. So you're hoping that nothing happens and it expires and you keep the five. So the only way it's going to expire is if it goes up. If it's above 50, think about it. If it goes up to $60 a share and I could sell it at 50, I wouldn't do that. I would rather sell the stock at 60 so just let the option expire. Okay. Now, if you feel I'm going too fast, slow it down, rewatch it again, see if it comes back. So now, you sold at 50 put at five. I bought the 50 put at five. Stock goes to 45. A lot of fives in there. Let's make it easier. Try a new number. Say the stock goes to 30. Okay. I'm going to exercise because it's below my price. So I'm going to sell the stock at 50. You, since I paid you for it, you have to buy the stock for me at 50. So you're going to pay 50. Now, you can hold on to it if you want. But for these problems, assume that you're going to sell out of it right away. So you're going to buy it at 50 and immediately turn around and sell it at the market price and lose 20 bucks. But you have five in your pocket, you're going to lose 15. Okay with that? I hope so. So now, remember something. Our, our break-evens are the same. So if I sell a 50, if you sell a 50 put at five, if the stock goes down to 45, like we talked about before, let me erase this so we don't get confusing. Say the stock does go to 45. Well, you're going to have to go buy the stock at 50 for me because I exercise. You buy it at 50, turn around immediately and sell it at 45. So you lose $5, but you have $5. So you break even. But anything below 45, you're losing money. So if it goes to 40, you're going to lose five bucks because you have to buy it at 50, sell it at 40, you lose 10, but you have five. If it goes to 30, you lose 15. If it goes to zero, you lose 45. So let's make sure we got this. Buying a put is bearish. Max loss is the premium because whenever you buy something, the most you could lose is what you spent. The max gain is basically strike minus premium, which works out to be the same number as your break-even point because it's strike minus. And when you sell a put, your max gain is premium because whenever you sell something, you hope it dies and you keep the premium. The max loss is if it goes all the way down to zero and you have to buy the stock at 50 and sell it for nothing, lose 50 minus your $5 premium, so you lose 45. So max gain on buying a put is strike minus premium, so let's break even. Max loss is a premium. Selling a put, max gain is the premium. And the max loss is strike minus premium, otherwise known as break even. Hope that helps a little bit. Okay. So that's a little start on there. Remember, so buyers of rights, sellers of obligations. Let's go farther in the book. So we've already done the, con the underlying security, the expiration date, the type of call. Remember, the premium is what you pay for the option. So if anyone asks you, what did you pay for the option? They're not asking you what the strike price is. They're asking what the premium is. And remember, it's three per share or four per share. So it's 100. So it's going to be 100 times that. Okay, so now let's go back to this. So we're going to share again because I want to show you something. The next thing we talk about is intrinsic. So 
Intrinsic value is if it's worth something, okay? So it basically, it would be if it's exercisable. So if I, so if I have a, it doesn't matter by yourself. So if I have an ABC 50 call does, at four, it doesn't matter the premium. Anything, anything above 50 will be exercised because that's what calls do. Buyers have rights. So always remember that based on the buyer. So whether you buy a call or sell a call, anything above here is called in the money. Anything above the strike price is in the money, also known as intrinsic. So if the stock goes to 52, it's $2 in the money. This, the premium doesn't matter. You have $2 of intrinsic, $2 of in the money, doesn't matter. If it's at 50, it's called at the money. There's no intrinsic. Anything below 50, it doesn't matter. It's out of the money. It has zero intrinsic. So on a call, anything above the strike price is intrinsic or in the money, same thing. Anything below is out of the money and zero intrinsic. So let's change this up a little bit. Remember, you see how I don't say buy or sell and I don't talk about the premium. It doesn't freaking matter. So an ABC 50 put, it's the opposite. It would be exercised if the stock went below the strike. So anything down here is in the money. Anything below 50, not below 46. Anything below 50 is in the money or has intrinsic. So if it goes to 48, you have an intrinsic of two. If it goes to 40, you have an intrinsic of 10. If it goes to zero, you have an intrinsic of 50. Okay. If it goes up above 50, you have no intrinsic. It doesn't matter. 52, 58, 59, zero intrinsic, and it's out of the money. So on a call, call up, put down. So a couple of things. Call up means the intrinsic, you want the stock to go up. So anything above the strike price is intrinsic or in the money. Anything below is out of the money. On a put, put down. Anything below the strike price is intrinsic or in the money. Anything, or um, anything above it is out of the money. That helps still. Okay, good. Oh, you got to see my ugly face again. Okay. So that helps. Now, whenever we talk about options, I'm going to keep going back to the share thing because it just works for me. Okay. Now, let's talk about this for a second. Clear everything. Let me put in here. So let's say I buy one ABC October 50 call at six, just a heavy premium. And let's say the stock is trading at 52. Okay. So we know from two seconds ago, that we have an intrinsic of two. So all premium premium is always gonna be intrinsic plus time value. Time value is really, it's like a vague number, okay? Time value isn't a hard number. It's not like a value. It's what it's worth, it's what you're paying for it above what it's worth. So in this case, the premium is six, okay? The intrinsic value we already decided was two because it's $2 in the money. So that means the time value is four, okay? So time value is what you're paying that's over what it's worth. So by the way, intrinsic plus time value always equals premium. Either one of those could be zero. So if the stock, let's do it this way. Say this, say the premium was six, stock's trading at 52, you have an intrinsic of two, we have a time value of four, that works, they add up. But let's say the actual stock was at 48. 43, what the heck, doesn't matter. That's what I typed, so 43. If it's below 50, that means it's no intrinsic. So we're gonna change this up. So we do that, that's gonna be a zero. So then my, well, that doesn't work. So we have to change this. My time value is gonna be six. They both have to add up. So premium is always made up of intrinsic plus time value. Intrinsic and in the money mean the same thing. Intrinsic plus time value equals premium. Doesn't matter call or put, it does not matter. So always remember, Premium is your intrinsic, what it's worth, plus your time value. Either one of those things could be zero. So if, if you had a zero time value, in this case, then the intrinsic would be six, premium would be six, if that helps.
Back and forth, going back and forth. Okay, okay. We got the in the money, out of the money. We kind of did that out of order from the page. Okay. Time value, again, is just going to be premium minus intrinsic. Okay, we did the break even a little bit. Remember, break even on a call, buy or sell is strike plus. Break even on a on a put is strike minus always. Now, speculation versus hedging. So let's talk about it for a second. If you buy a call or buy a put by itself, you're speculating. If you buy a put, you're speculating it's go up. If you buy a, did I just say that right? So if you're buying just an option by itself, you're speculating. If you buy a call, you want it to go up. If you buy a put, you want it to go down. Now, the other thing is if you're long stock, so say you're long stock, remember this, there's a thing called hedging, okay? So let me find this and be back to this puppy. So let's say, clear it out. Let's say you're long stock, long, and I do this in my labs all the time. You're long stock. You want it to go up, that means you own stock. So what do you do? So what would you do? You would, if you're afraid it's gonna go down, wouldn't it be really nice to have an option that would let you sell stock at a price? So let's say I own 100 shares at 50. I want it to go up, but I'm afraid it's gonna go down. So wouldn't it be really nice to have an option that would let me sell the stock at 45 or 50? So I would buy, remember hedging means buy, protection means buy, buy one, say ABC, um, October just for hell at 45 put. doesn't matter the premium right now, but that would give me the right to sell it at 45. Even if the stock goes to zero, I get to sell it at 45. So you put your customer in stock in ABC stock at 50, it goes to zero. They call you up and say, oh my God, people, you're the worst. You go, relax. I sold it at 45 because a put gives you the right to sell. That's called a hedge. So if you buy stock, you buy a put. The other one is in case you get it, if they add what we do do for income, you would sell a call. Okay. So when you're long stock, there's really only two choices. Okay. They're not going to go heavy into this in the test. Just remember this. So if you're long stock, long stick, long stock, whatever you want to call it, you're either going to buy a put and remember that that's for protection or you're going to sell a call. There are no other choices. And come on my live, I talk about this all the time. So if you're long stock, you're either gonna buy a put or sell a call. Sell a call for income, buy a put for protection. There are no other choices for options. On these exams, there isn't, okay? If you talk to an options trader, maybe there's other choices, but on this AM, there isn't. So if you're short stock, right? You want it to go down, so how would we protect that? We're afraid it's gonna go up. So we buy a call. But when we want income, we would sell a put. I need you to write this stuff down. You need to put this down. This is some magic stuff here, okay? So that's hedging. Again, for the seven, it's much deeper, but for this, you just gotta know this. So if you're long stock, you either sell a call, buy a put. If you're short stock, you buy a call or sell a put. Selling a put for income, buying a call is for protection. Very good, okay. Okay, so now, there's some, so during the life of an option, you can do a couple of things. So. When you buy an option, you don't actually have to exercise it to make money. You could just sell it. So if you buy an option for the first time, that's called an opening purchase. So remember this, whenever you do something with options for the first time, it's called an opening transaction. So if you buy a call or buy a put for the first time, or you're increasing your position, that's called opening. When you're liquidating or closing it, you're getting rid of it. So you're selling it because you bought it first. So opening buy is always followed by a closing sale. Okay. And if you shorted a call, wrote a call for the first time, you would sell, that would be an opening sale and followed by a closing purchase. I always think when you walk into a room, you open the door and then when you leave, you close it. So when you start, when you create your position, you're doing opening transaction and it's always followed by a closing. 
So a, a buy is always followed by a sell or a sell is followed by a buy. So the first thing is an opening. The second thing is a closing. So if they say, oh, you wrote a call and you liquidated it, what would you do? So you wrote a call. That means I sold it. That means the following has to be a buy. So that's a closing purchase. Hope that helps a little bit. Okay. Um, now, when an option, if you buy a call or buy a put and you don't want to just trade it, you can exercise it. So remember, when you buy a call or put or sell a call or sell a put, you don't have to be exercised or expired to make money. You can actually buy it. So if you buy an option for three and the price goes up or goes down, whichever you want, and it's now worth more than you spent, you can just sell the thing and make money on the difference. That's called the closing, okay? Now, the other way to make money is exercise, which means actually buy the stock or actually sell the stock. Exercise, there's two types, American style and European style. American style is cool. No. American style means that you can exercise anytime you want. You can exercise tomorrow, today, anytime up to the expiration, which is the third Friday of that month. European style, they wear skinny jeans, smoke little cigarettes, lean on the wall with their leg up into it. That's my really bad joke. Um, European style means that they can only exercise basically at a specific point in time, which is usually the day of expiration. So if you buy an option that's European style, you cannot exercise it anytime you want. You have to wait until basically expiration day, which is the third Friday of the month, to exercise. That's usually for index options. Because remember, equity options, you're actually getting stock or giving stock, right? With an index option, you're actually getting cash or paying cash. So if you buy an index option and you exercise, you're getting cash. If you sold an index option when you exercise, you're going to have to pay cash. So and I guess their idea is that since you have to pay cash or something, we have to, we're going to let you know the day it can be exercised. So again, American style, exercise anytime you want. European style, you can only exercise at expiration. But remember, you can trade any of those anytime you want. You buy an October call now, not that you could, you'd have to wait till January, but because um, only nine months long max. Um, if you buy a call and then a day later you want to sell it, you do. You can sell it, there's no problem. But exercising, you have to, if it's American style, still do it anytime you want. European, you have to wait to expiration day. Okay. Good, good, good. Okay. Now, buyers exercise and, oh, yeah, that's true. So that's a good point. So buyers, when you buy, you exercise. When you sold it, when you if you wrote it or shorted it, when the buyer exercises it, you get assigned, which means you're getting assigned the obligation to either buy or sell, which we talked about before. So here's what happens. One, I own, I own a call. I decide I want to exercise it. I notify my broker-dealer. The broker-dealer then notifies the OCC, the Options Clearing Corporation. Then the OCC will basically get the instruction to exercise and then randomly pick a broker-dealer who they're going to assign this obligation to. Then the broker-dealer will assign which client has to sell the call, sell the stock or, or buy the stock. So basically, I own a call. I own a call. I exercise. My broker tells the OCC. The OCC picks a broker dealer at random. Somebody in the broker dealer gets a notification. They pick a client who has to sell me the stock. So if I buy a put and I exercise, I tell my broker dealer. They tell the OCC. The OCC picks a random broker dealer. That broker dealer then picks a, a random or fairly chosen person in their firm who has to now buy the stock for me because they're being assigned the obligation. Okay. Hope that helps. A method that can be used to so the broker dealer. Remember, OCC does random broker-dealers. The broker-dealer has to choose either on a fair basis, which is first in, first out, 
or random or anything that's fair and equitable. There's no real reason, but remember something, they can't just pick the smallest position or the largest, okay? Okay, now I think that works. Options expire, they expire on the third Friday of the month. We talked about that, they expire at 11.59, okay. The OCC, so basically the Options Clearing Corp guarantees the option. That doesn't mean you make money, it just means that if I buy a call, I have the right to buy and you are obligated to sell. The OCC guarantees that means if I exercise, then what's gonna happen is if you, if you disappear when I exercise, they're gonna sell me the stock and then chase your ass down. So the OCC kind of guarantees performance, not money-making, guarantees that if I exercise a call or a put, that they will take the other side of it to sell me the stock or buy the stock for me and then make sure that you, uh, you feel, fulfill your obligation. That's all they're doing, okay? Now, when, when you open an account, I always say this to people, it's jumping around and I'm just following the, the, the chapter. When you open an account, remember Dato 15. When you open an options account, remember Dato 15. Disclosure is always first. Always remember whenever there's a disclosure doc, it's first. D-A-T-O, disclosure, then approval by an op registered options principal, then they can trade, that's the T, so D-A, disclosure, approval, trade, trade, then options agreement. You have 15 days to return the options agreement signed, okay? So this is probably covered later in the book, but we'll talk about it. Dato 15, disclosure, approval, trade, options agreement. Options agreement is returned 15 days later. And if you don't sign that, it, if the customer does not return that signed on the 15th day, it's not like the broker dealer can do anything. What happens is they just cannot, that customer cannot add to their positions. They can only liquidate or close out the positions they have. Index options basically are betting on like the S&P 500 or the VIX or something like that. Don't kill yourself on this. It's basically looking, you're just betting on the market. Like if you think the market's going to go crazy over the next month or two, maybe you could, if you think it's going to go up, you can buy calls, index calls. And it basically they're based on the whole market. And remember, like I said, what's called cash settlement, which means that when you buy an index option and you exercise it, you're receiving cash. You're not receiving stock. You're not receiving the index. You're receiving cash. They're giving you the in the money amount. Ah, back to that. So if I buy a 250 call, an S&P 250 call, and the index closes at 255 and I exercise, I'm not getting stock. I'm going to get five bucks a share or five bucks a unit. So I'm going to get $500. If the, if the index closes at 260 and I bought a 250 call, I'm going to receive $1,000. That doesn't mean it's my profit because I have to subtract the premium I spend. But let's say I buy a 250 put and the index goes down to 240. Well, and I exercise. Okay, that's fine. So since I'm the buyer, I'm going to receive the in the money amount in cash, which means I'm going to get $1,000 in cash from the seller. So buyers of index options receive the cash when they exercise. Sellers of the options have to pay the cash. Okay. Now, we did the whole thing. So now, we did the buy put, sell call. So let's go back to that real quick. So whenever you sell an option with a stock position, that's considered covered. So if I have, if I have this, if I sell a call by itself, that's an uncovered. Remember, covered or uncovered refers to selling of an option. Selling uncovered means covered and uncovered means I'm selling an option. So this right here means I'm uncovered which means I have unlimited risk in a way, but how do I cover it? I can buy stock. Boom, I just covered it. This is a covered call. This is an income strategy. 
This is actually, since it's a covered call, I'm going to talk about it. This is the safest option strategy you can do. You can do this at basically any option, any option, any account at all. Now, let's do sell short stock. Oh, let me do it that way. Sorry. Sell a put. So I sell a put. It's an uncovered put. How do I protect it? How do I do it? Do I sell short stock? I keep, I love the word stick instead of stock. Okay. So that would be a covered put. Okay. So have some fun. So that is a naked or uncovered put. That's a covered put. Uncovered, covered. Uncovered, covered. Hope that helps. Okay. Now let's keep moving along. Covered, uncovered. Okay. So now I'm going to give what I promised. I promise you a little gift that'll help you do the problems. I'm going to build this. You probably see one. It's going to be a little different than SDCs, but I do this. Anyway. So here we go. Here's our magic. Boom. Here's our box. We're creating a box that you're going to write down. It's going to help you. Now, when you do this, just remember, it's start basic and build up, okay? Just get the basic stuff done. So here we have here, buy, buy, hold, own, ball. Okay? So I'm going to put that over here. I'll stretch it out a little bit. Okay. There, up down here, I'm going to put sell short, right. So it's a little matrix, okay? Wrote, not past tense, I write. So now you can write this on the same side over here. I'm too lazy, I'm not. So you would do it over here too, just to have it. Up here, I put a call. This is, this is a magic, okay? Put a call here. So the two things you should be writing down is this box and then the thing I showed you on long stock, I buy a call, I buy a put or sell a call. And if I'm short stock, you buy a call or sell a put. Now the other thing I'm gonna put down here, a little extra box. Hope you can see it down here. This is going to be our break-even box. Okay, super easy. This will answer basically every question on the exam that you should have. So down here, we're going to say we're going to break even. Break even is just where you make no money. It's what I tell everyone. It's what I tell my wife when I get back from Vegas. How'd you do? I broke even. I don't want to tell her how much I'm bad at gambling. Okay, so now, so let's talk about. It. So if I bought, look here it goes. This is the matrix. Buy, buy call, buy put, sell call. Sell a put. So let's start. So if you buy a call, you have the right to, I'm going to shorthand, the right to buy. Okay. You are bullish. So arrow up. And let's just do real quick. Max gain is unlimited. And max loss. Max loss is the premium. That works. Okay, good. Now, if I buy a call, the other side of the option is sell a call. So I'm so instead of getting the right to buy, because buyers have right, sellers have obligations, I'm mumbling, I must sell. Okay. Stock. Let's put it up here so you don't know it's the options. Let's say must buy hundred shares. Okay, here. Must sell hundred shares. Okay. We hope you got that. You have an obligation. Now, what do I want to happen? I want the option, I want the stock to drop so it expires. So I'm bearish. Now, what's my max gain? Looks, looks familiar. My max gain is going to be the premium. I could spell premium. And then max loss is going to be unlimited. Meets. Okay. Now, always remember break even on a call is when it's by itself a strike. Strike plus premium. It doesn't matter long or buy or sell. It's just that's the way it is. Remember, this is only for it's by itself. This will just help you keep you straight. Now, if I buy a put, 
I have the right to sell 100 shares. If I could type, this would be so much better for everyone. The right to sell 100 shares. And if it does, I want it to go down so I could sell it at the higher price. So what's my max gain? Max gain is going to be strike minus premium, which is if it goes to zero, I get to sell it at the higher price, but I have to subtract the premium out of that. Max loss is premium. Good. Okay. And really look horrible. So now if I, this is sell a put. If it's sell a put, I'm obligated, so I must buy 100 shares because it's the other side of the contract. Okay. What do I want to happen? I want the option to expire. So I want it to go up so it expires. It has no intrinsic. Little opposite here. So what's my max gain? My max gain is a premium. Whenever you sell something, the most you can make is the premium. What's going to lose? Strike minus premium, also known as break even. So down here for puts, it's always strike. I actually didn't screw up that time. Minus premium. Oh, look what I did. Isn't that funny? Let me, let me change that up so I don't look like a total tool. My mess there, and now I look like a full-on tool. Okay. So that's a little box that should help you on the test. That should definitely help you. Buy a call, buy a put. Now remember, these are two sides of the same contract. So this is one side, this is the other side. These things are not together, okay? They're separate things. The other thing is the only reason you ever sell an option is for one reason only, for income. You sell options for income only. Okay, guys, hope that helped. Thank you for joining. Please like, subscribe, join my lives. Let's have some fun. You'll have a good night. It is New Year's Eve on 2020. So this is the end of 2020, thank God. And um, I'll see you all next year. Bye-bye.